0: To the second podcast of the Lock Treaty. Today we're going to be talking about universal basic income and its economic repercussions and global perspective of it. And we have a very special guest here today with us, Aditya Adiraju. He's a very close friend of both of us, and he is one of the most knowledgeable teens we know. And he's also super smart, super brainy, super extra achieving, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you. Welcome to our second podcast and uh, today we'll be talking about universal basic income and today we have a very special friend of ours Aditya Adiraju, he's one of the smartest people I know around my age and he's he's quite cool, he, he talks about a lot of stuff and knows about a lot of stuff and he's always trying to learn more so today we're here with him and we'll try to learn more about this topic of universal basic income and um, so, Universal Basic Income is basically a government program in which every adult citizen receives a set amount of money on a regular basis. And the goal of, basic, uh, the goal of this uh, Universal Basic Income is that to alleviate poverty and you know, to raise the stand of, standard of living for the people. So, it all started with this 16th century English philosopher and statesman, his name was Thomas More. And uh, he mentioned this idea of universal basic income in his work called Utopia. And uh, that's why UBI seems to be uh, a topic which is too good to be true. And, uh, you know, it is, again, coming from this uh, book called Utopia, Thomas Paine mentioned it. And we have a lot of contemporary politicians like Jefferson, uh, uh, Trudeau, uh, Yang, and these people are supporting uh, universal basic income a lot. So um, if you we, if we go to Aditya, what, what do you think about universal basic income in today's age?
1: I think universal basic income is definitely a prevalent theory. It's 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 kind of like this sort of utop. just like you said, just like the title of the book, it's a sort of thing you'd see in a utopia. And it's what I think, in my opinion, UBI is this sort of interesting mechanism in which like We pay every, like you said, we pay adult citizens a set amount of money every, on a regular basis, on a, yeah, and I think, because of that, we, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, for this, uh, for this UBI to be possible, or to be implemented, I think, although it's a very necessary component, because you see every single day, there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people in poverty below the poverty line, especially in countries like India, that you see that a lot of people live off very low wages, around 140 rupees per day, which is around $2 US, which is obviously and objectively a very small amount to sustain yourself. So that's that's why UBI was proposed, and it's sort of to alleviate that sort of stress that the lower class faces when they have to work extra hard or like work twenty hours a day just to make a living and just to live in general
0: so I think if we if we go to love now, love is um, totally in support of the idea of universal you know, basic income and he is quite biased towards the idea of uh, you keep mentioning stats of why UBI is necessary. And, you know, again, it's a very utopian idea. Love what do you have to say about this? I mean, I don't think it's a utopian idea about uh, sixty
2: or 200 million people in India don't have access to sufficient food, including 61 million children. 12.5 million children between the ages of 5 and 4 are working every day, which is illegal. 65 million children in India don't get schooling. 20, that's 25 percent of children having no access to uh, education at all in India. According to uh, according to the medical journal The Lancet, 45 percent of girls in India are married before the legal age because their parents think that it early marriages for their daughters might encourage a better learning for them. So I don't like what are we gonna do for these poor people? Like we've tried all the welfare schemes, all the all the type of welfare schemes have been tried and none have really worked. Like either they have been cut back. Or either they, they were very ineffective. Like, uh, so what do you say to what do you say to people? Like, how do you how do you give them employment or how do you how do you sustain a good life for them? And uh, critics call critics say that it's gonna cost a lot of money. I agree, it's gonna cost a lot of money. But uh, we have seen politicians having no problem going to endless wars, bailing or banks giving tax breaks to billionaires and large profitable corporations. Not a problem there. But like when it comes to low workers in the midst of a terrible crisis, they have faced for years, for years. Maybe some of them earning about twenty-four thousand rupees more in a year. Well, it, it will be. Oh my we're like, We have got to sit out. It's just like
1: it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree, love. It is definitely a prevalent problem that has to be solved. The rampant like poverty that we see everywhere, especially in rural parts of India, is definitely a problem. But what I want to understand your perspective a little more, what really, what do you think, how do you think UBI would be better than these sort of welfare systems that we have and how effective do you believe that UBI, the UBI will be in sort of alleviating this poverty on the, on the lower class workers? Okay, so here's the thing: in many countries, uh, in countries
2: from in countries ranging from South Korea, Kenya, uh, the United States, Canada, Finland, Germany, have all shown evidence, all shown evidence. Not according to me, but according to a uh, Penn study, according to a study by the Univers- University of Pennsylvania, that uh, when when you provide people with a universal basic income, it tends to boost happiness, uh, health. It tends to boost health. It tends to uh, have a better school attendance. And it, it increases trust in social institutions while reducing crime. But like as you said, the critics will be saying that it will de- uh, desensitize, uh, desens- desensitize birth or cheating economics, that people won't go to job. But the evidence, not according to me, but according to U study, has shown that it does not support the critics. How do I think it will? It, it, uh, how do I think it will be better for people of uh, people of, uh, people, of uh, people of people that don't have uh, people in rural India, people that don't have enough? What's the best way? We have seen uh, ration programs fail. We have seen other 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 governmental schemes that have failed miserably. If, if these schemes were to work, there would not be 200 million people in India that would be living that would be living without enough access to food. There would not be five million kids dying every year before the age of five due to malnutrition.
0: So uh, now, I I think I agree with you on the point that, you know, uh, ration system or the PDS system, all these systems are uh, poorly implemented in our country, especially. But if you uh, take a look at a country like Canada or US, uh, I think the difference what comes between UBI and these welfare systems is that UBI uh, is a system which is for all. If If you see the basic definition of UBI, it is a government program in which every single adult citizen receives a set amount of money on a regular basis now uh, recently uh, a few days ago we were having this discussion me and love and you mentioned that six to eight million people um, these are uh, people who are the age of above 45 50 and these are ex-marines ex-navy and you know old people who are not able to get jobs they are uh, working as drivers truck drivers cab drivers different sort of uh, they're in the driving industry and uh, i think they're gonna they're going to lose their job due to automation now uh, the idea of ubi and uh, welfare systems is that welfare systems targets people which need that amount of money whereas ubi gives it to everyone and another thing which uh, i noticed and i can't seem to get out of my head is that won't ubi cause a lot of inflation Plus, on top of that, when you mention Canada, I think Canada has a lot of welfare schemes, for example, for international students. There's this thing called GIC. So um, I think for two years of your uh, first two years of your international studies, you get um, around $800 every month to live on and uh, to pursue your studies, to do a part-time job. Plus, uh, you have your minimum wage jobs, which most of the international students are doing. So I think that's where the main difference between UBI and welfare systems is created. Plus, uh, I think UBI is more of uh, a utopian method, because again, it is, uh, according to statistics, if, if UBI is implemented right now, including all the wars and the international diplomatic relations, which are being carried out by the USA, it will cost half of the federal budget. And uh, that, that I think is, um, again, if, if the international diplomatic relations or the non-diplomatic wars, sovereign wars, which are being carried out, um, I'm not sure if, what will happen if the USA stops them. But with those, it is going to cost half of the federal budget. And the main point which I wanted to bring out was, USA also has people like Jeff Bezos, and Canada has Elon Musk, who's again staying in USA these people, even if they uh, liquidize all their assets, they, they'll need like around seven generations to spend that uh, amount of money. So how do you think these people can, uh, you know, come into a system like a welfare system or the UBI system where their money is being taxed? Because um, if a person like Jeff Bezos, you uh, just measure his net worth, it will. If if he stops right now and starts spending that money, it will take him seven to eight lifetimes to spend that much money why why aren't we taxing these people and uh, putting this money towards the welfare system or ubi no i'm oh, very much I, i'm oh, sorry
1: yeah so i think that there's a specific reason that everyone cites when they when people say that you should uh, when people say you should tax the billionaires you should tax the one percent the thing is no matter how much our uh, no matter how much we might like to hit on Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or, uh, for being filthy rich, the fact remains that they have created countless jobs. Amazon and uh, especially Amazon, the number of jobs it's created through its delivery service from warehouse workers to factory workers to drivers and, uh, and like delivery, delivery services, they have created countless jobs that really just outweighs the amount that they would give in a tax it's kind of this so, sort of social service that they're giving back to the government in the form of ensuring employment for a lot of, for millions of people.
0: Uh, you know, I again, would
1: agree uh, there.
0: Employment path, sorry, love, just this that um, Amazon is also researching this drone development uh, method where people, again, I, I mentioned this point again, that automation is going to cause a lot of job loss to people. So where, uh, a system like pension or a system like the 501K uh, retirement pension is going to help. But I don't think so. UBI will necessarily help them in, in that amount. And also, if we just talk about our next point, how, how is India, like a country like India or US going to pay for UBI? Yeah, I would like to go back to that. Uh, Hashi talked about inflation. I, I, I think there will be,
2: uh, I don't think, there will be a lot of inflation because uh, because a little bit of inflation is healthy for the economy, as Aditya might know here. And uh, okay, uh, uh, yeah, Hashir talked about it, it. costs about half the federal budget. The US federal budget is about four point five trillion dollars, and uh, the all the social welfare schemes cost about one point five trillion dollar. But all the UBI system in the US will cost about one point eight trillion dollars. So uh, cutting cutting most of the social welfare programs and giving a UBI would would be fine because because U.S. literally prints the money. They, every country literally prints the money without without being destroyed, except for a few exceptions. But a little inflation is healthy. I feel like, and it's just not. I feel like, but it, it's shown according to studies. U.S. literally gave out three trillion dollars in last year. Uh, they they're gonna pass a six trillion dollar uh, six trillion dollar infrastructure package soon. How is it not gonna cost? How is it not costing inflation like?
1: yeah well um i have a couple of things to say about what you just said first of all the inflation will be a little major in these small studies i'm not sure how these studies were carried out by upenn i i really think they did carry it out faithfully however when you think of it in this sort of logic i'm just going to pose an example to you if everyone earned around a thousand rupees in the entire world right so yeah, if everyone earned around four uh, hundred uh, one thousand rupees every single month in the world, like all like adults in this world, like five billion of that, then wouldn't you think that every single person, because we have more money in general, the whole world has more money because of this UBI, it would usually cause uh, it would cause like the sort of uh, staples that we have like bread or milk to just increase in its own price. It is shifting from the 1% down to like other people, the people we tax on the higher classes. It does go, uh, the money does come from there or like other welfare systems and goes to the people. But once it goes to the people, what what will happen is that for manufacturers, they'll think, oh, all of these people have 1,000 rupees more extra, huh? That means they have more disposable income to spend on my products. So why not charge more for it and earn better profit for it? And there's also the flip side one of the key advantages i think of ubi, uh, UBI that people uh, that people mention is that it allows the workers in dirty jobs quote unquote dirty jobs in like sewage treatment or like garbage collection to demand or have more power uh, have more of a bargaining power for their own wages but again that causes this sort of cycle right it, if they start demanding more for wages and I think the u.s minimum wage is seven around seven dollars an hour and if they try to like bump up their wage from that to like suppose ten dollars that would cause massive inflation because now it's ten dollars to pay it'll take like ten dollars for the company and the company will have to pay ten dollars to each of their workers because they have because they can't get any other workers for the previous seven seven dollar price but then because they spent $3 over there, they want to try to recuperate their losses by increasing the price that they sell things to us. And that just kind of negates the effect of UBI, in my opinion. But, 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 but a lot of
2: the corporations, since, uh, since after, uh, after workers not coming back from COVID... Because there was a lot of worker loss, like uh, there were jobs, but they were not coming back. And suddenly, uh, jobs started offering fifteen dollar an hour wage, which should, I feel like it should be the minimum wage in the U.S. Uh, because seven dollar uh, twenty five cents is uh, is even if you work forty hours a week. Uh, for 50 weeks a month, for 50 weeks a year, you still earn below the federal poverty line. It's just not enough to survive on. So a lot of people were uh, hesitant to go back to their old jobs that paid them the minimum wage. So the corporations like McDonald's, KFC, Domino's, and all these corporations, corporations started paying them $15, and there was no rise in the cost of their food product. Walmart is paying $15, uh, $15 an hour. So It hasn't really... It hasn't caused any inflation or it hasn't caused massive prices as Aditya would suggest here.
0: So, uh, love. here I want to mention is uh, that you mentioned that a little bit inflation is good for the economy. And that is very true. But uh, what the aim, main aim of uh, developed countries like the USA or Canada is, uh, there is a brief time period or a bracket, I don't know the technical term for it, where inflation is comparatively low. The prices remain same and the daily wage workers whose wages like in Ontario, the minimum wage is around $14, $15 in Saskatchewan, it's uh, around $13 that remains the same, but the prices of essential goods, like how uh, Aditya mentioned, milk, bread, they also slightly come down. And the aim is to amplify that bracket into uh, how much ever time you can uh, make it last for. Now, uh, this thing is, first of all, very, very risky, and uh, it, it does not quite happen uh, naturally or uh, where governments can basically control how inflation is happening. So once a government tries to uh, basically amplify this uh, time period, one out of 10 times they are successful, the other times the economy crashes. Now, this, this is something similar to what happened uh, to USA in the Great Depression. To something uh, similar, what happened to Germany? Uh, I think it was before World War II. And you you mentioned printing money. Printing money is actually what causes inflation more. So the more money you print, the more inflation it causes. And um, the last point which I wanted to mention that uh, was that again, apart from inflation, um, the idea of UBI is 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 is, is utopian again. Uh, if I was getting $1,000 per month, I wouldn't want to go and work at a job which which gives me, what, $15 an hour or $7 an hour. But at the same time, um, if, if you look at um, UBI as, as a scheme or if you look at other welfare schemes, they, they target people which need them. UBI doesn't target anyone. So, again, once everyone has some sort of basic income, the overall... Uh, global average price for everything is going to rise. Now, uh, for Yang's uh, method uh, of UBI, he was, going, he was planning on giving everyone $1,000 per month. Now, uh, once the market knows everyone has, I have $1,000, Aditya has $1,000, you have $1,000, they're gonna go for it. Similar is with, again, you, you, you know about universities, we're gonna go to universities in, in a couple of year, uh, years or so. Uh, the universities know how much money we exactly have, and they target and, and they target us. Now they target that amount of money, and once the market knows that inflation is going to automatically rise. But again, if if you mention uh, the people who are going to lose jobs due to automation, if people who are going to lose jobs in general because of this new industrial revolution or the automated revolution which is taking place you can target them with welfare schemes and pensions. But if you just target them with UBI, that will just crash the uh, productivity of people. Okay,
2: I would... Uh...
1: Just, just to like conclude this point, it's, there are quite a lot of like economic repercussions that we really have to consider before we implement something like a UBI. Because I think Harsh and I both agree that it is a great idea in theory, but there's a lot of practical limitations. And I think it's something that would work in utopia, but the fact of the matter is that the real world is far from a utopia. It's And in the real world, there are consequences and there are consequences uh, for your actions and consequences and like things you have to consider before um, before implementing such a thing, because their corruption exists in almost every single part of the world every single corner of it and what's to say that the people who are making uh, who like have to deliver this basic income to everyone just don't take it and lie to the other people for example i could if i was heading a village and i was like heading the operations of ubi in a village i could just scam them out of their own monies claiming that UBI is cut off, India is not doing UBI anymore and keep, what, $50,000 out of it and just pocket it by lying to them. How would you ensure that these things are prevented and how these sort of people aren't bribed in some sort of oversight committee as well? I think that's something really important that we should discuss of of what the practical limitations of UBI is, especially in a large country like India where it's like, Physically impossible, uh, like yeah, it's physically impossible to like monitor every sing- monitor every single Indian and ensure that each and every single one of them get their get their necess- get their deserved income.
2: We do that for Aadhaar card already. Most of the Indians I know, like most of the Indians have Aadhaar card, so that won't be a problem. And what 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 government scheme or what kind of corporation or what kind of country doesn't have a corrupt officer or doesn't have a an oversight committee that can be bribed. We are humans. That's, that's an obvious thing. In fact, having more government welfare schemes, that means more corruption. But having having just one, one scheme where people will literally get money, that's that's more realistic. That, that has a less chance or that has a less percentage of people getting bribed. And Hashid talked about uh, target income. Hashid, 900 million people in India, 900 million people in India earn less than $2 a day There's only a fraction, there's only a fraction of us that earn more than $2 a day. So you're talking about target population in the US uh, with the minimum wage? In no state, no state, out of 50 states, in no states you can buy a home with minimum wage. you, like, you talking about increasing the minimum wage, but even if you increase the minimum wage to seven from seven point five dollars to fifteen dollars an hour, it will still be more than uh, the proposed idea of Yang. Like if you if you increase the minimum wage to uh, fifteen dollars an hour in the years which which is probably going to happen, which people are talking about, uh, it's going to be thirty thousand dollars a year. But with the with the proposed with the with Yang's proposal, it's going to be uh, the federal minimum wage seven point two five dollar into uh, Forty into fifty, that would that's still thirteen thousand dollar, and over the thirteen thousand dollar would be twelve thousand uh, dollars twelve thousand dollars a year. That's still twenty five thousand. That's still lower than the uh, the proposed minimum the new proposed minimum wage. So I, I don't get how you're saying that it will be it will be better to increase minimum wage steadily rather than uh, rather than uh, rather than this uh, and about inflation. The, the trump the trump administration gave a tax break of 3 trillion dollars no one, no one came about that no one spoke about that no one spoke about it did not cause inflation and like, obama spent obama obama has spent more than 10 trillion dollars in, in 10 years nobody, nobody says about inflation about that biden's going to pass a 6 trillion dollar uh, no inflation for that but when it comes to providing a little bit of more income just a little bit of more income to poor people oh my god the world is going to end like that makes no sense to me. How how long are we gonna how long are we gonna punish these people? Literally punish these people that work for the minimum wage in the US and India. The minimum wage has been stagnant for years. Social welfare programs have been either cut down or and over, or new effective programs have been started. And now the horrors of horror like for the for, for a few years they'll receive they'll receive a few hundred years, a few thousand rupees more. Oh my gosh, the world is gonna and there will be a lot of inflation. Yeah.
0: So um, um, last thing I want to say was, um, if Yang's idea worked, he would have won the elections. Second thing, uh, when you when you look at a country like India, and you talk about stuff like um, 90% of the population is less than $2 a day. India's uh, minimum wage system isn't working well. So I think we need to work on lifting the minimum wages and actually give people their minimum wages because people are earning way less than their minimum wages which it hasn't worked for
2: hundreds it hasn't worked for tens of years what makes you think that it will work now
0: again again the idea that minimum wages have worked in other countries uh, makes me think that it it can work now and and you said you talked about adhar cards adhar cards are just identity confirmity you you can't you, you don't have any access to any person. Most of the people don't even have bank accounts in this country. How are you going to go give them roll out money to them? Uh, Obama
2: Eventually, Obama, in a few years, they will have to do it.
0: Okay, Because Obama, of automation, Obama it will happen. Biden spending a lot of money. They're not handing out money to people like, okay, take this. This is not Drake's God's plan music video. Plus, okay, this is the last thing which I wanted to talk about. A utopian vision. Uh, there, there was a scientific experiment where uh, these supercomputers were being tested to create matrix of real real life scenarios so this what the scientists tried to do was like create this perfect perfect world where uh, economies were stable political lives were stable and ev- everything was perfect like how how you mentioned everyone was earning a set amount of money everyone was you know do it, doing well for themselves but the reality is that the the matrix crashed and once the matrix crashed you realize that if 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 there are no problems if if the world is utopian in itself if everyone is getting 1000 dollars per month it is going to crash very severely and uh, once w- when you realize you're not handing out money to people that that doesn't cause inflation but when you hand out money to people without any economic benefit, when they're not um, working towards building their country's economy, that is going to cause inflation. And I think Aditya had something which he wanted to say. uh, See,
2: that's where I disagree. That's where I disagree. Because of all the studies, uh, because of all the studies have proven otherwise, that it did not cause job losses or did not cause any of the uh, people to not work. That's what I'm saying. It's not me. I'm not saying it. Studies have shown it.
0: Yeah, studies are theoretical works. It doesn't mean necessarily that practically...
2: Experimental necessary. studies. Experimental studies where people were given out money. In Canada, what? in Alaska. Alaska is a ruby red state. People get money there.
1: Well, okay. Well, I think I just want to like end the discussion a little bit. I agree that there is always going to be some sort of debate between all all three of us when it comes to like the economic repercussions of UBI. There's definitely a certain element of inflation probably negating the entire effect of UBI. But again, that's something that none of us can really attest to because none of us really have degrees in economics. But I think an issue that we can discuss or like something I really just want to leave leave our listeners with is that Although UBI is a utopian idea, it can often become dystopia. Since in this day, in this information age, we really care about our own privacy. We really care about being in control of our lives, but the UBI system is completely government controlled. In our previous welfare systems, it was government controlled, but there was a lot of, brand, there was a lot of branching within that government system and that reduced the power the government had on us. But because in the UBI system, the government essentially has a direct line on every single citizen. So that often leads to a dangerous power balance between the the regular citizen and the government as a whole. And I think that is something we all have to consider before we start implementing UBI or before we start talking about it in general, because this is definitely a discussion the world should be having would you
2: rather oh, have people oh, just one last thing would you rather uh to my i want to leave this to my audience would you rather have people uh, have enough money to eat have enough money to drink have enough money to uh, go to a doctor have enough money to uh, visit have hospital visits have enough money to provide education for their kids or would you care about i i care about my privacy or would you rather take the risk of losing a bit, little bit of your privacy because these government systems, while I, I agree the central government will have a lot of power, state governments can and will have a lot of power over the people. Do it will be branched out, it won't just be central government giving you directly money, central government to state government, state government to local governments, and then local governments handing you out money either in cash or either through a way. So,
0: yeah, okay. So, uh, again ideas, utopian ideas sound good, but not practically viable. I mean even I would want to have thousand dollars per month without doing any work and you know not not have not let the government control me and you know, all of those all of those politically viable utopian ideas and again it's up to the listener. And I think we'll end this podcast right here. It was very, very interesting to talk to Aditya and hear love's biased opinions and hearing him cry a little bit in this one. But biased opinion for oh, providing people enough food and enough money and enough enough
1: uh it will help reduce crimes too thank you gu- thank you for having me guys it was really fun um <laughs> arguing with love which is biased opinions thank, <laughs> for, for thank you
0: for ended because i think if we if we talk anymore uh, love's gonna burst and end up crying so see you guys <laughs>